In this episode, I speak with author and transformational coach Gillian McMichael. Gillian shares with us her story about what she did to pivot and turn her life around when a really, really difficult situation was kind of thrust upon her. Now, we all have challenges, but listen to Gillian's story for a little light and a little inspiration. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the James Grantham podcast, Super Soul Model Series, where I help people tune and tap into their natural state of well-being. This week, I'm so excited to share my new guest, which is Gillian McMichael. Gillian is an author, a transformational coach. She studied under the Chopra Center with meditation. She's well-versed in Ayurveda, yoga, and of course, she's written this fantastic new book that came out in April this year. Welcome to the show, Gillian. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Really excited to be here. Thank you. So Gillian, you've got a, a very colourful story and I'm always interested to see how people get into transformational coaching. They enter, you know, and start looking at mind, body and soul things. And it just seems to be the way forward to understand how we function best as human beings. But how did your journey begin? How did you, you know, what made you write a book in the first place? What made you, you know, start transformational coaching and be the person and business lady that you are today that is, you know, clearly helping so many people. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so I suppose my journey started about 20 years ago. So before that I did, well, before 2004, I was in human resources and learning and development, and I did that for 12 years. But I was always searching for something. I kind of wasn't quite settled. And um, I saw a tiny of adverts in the newspaper because we didn't have the internet in those days, um, or it just started <laughs> showing my age now. But anyway, um, and it was this tiny ad, and it said, you know, learn to be a life coach. And I was like, oh, that's kind of so... I went along to the open day and then I decided to sign up and do the course. I'd been introduced to coaching within my workplace, but it was more around performance-based coaching and right. in the workplace, really. And I really wanted to work with people more on a lifestyle or on a life basis. I felt that that, you know, I'd really enjoy working in that space. So I trained and then I set up the business and went through seven years of being very, very successful. And then the first recession hit that I was accustomed to um, in 2008. Yeah, 2008, 2009. Yeah. And at that same time, I, um, my husband and I decided to separate. And it just basically turned, basically everything just turned horrible, basically. And within a matter of, I think about six to nine months, I lost everything. My marriage, my business, my home, my car, literally everything. I just I, I didn't have anything. The only thing I had left, which was the best thing actually in all of this was that my six-year-old son's hand and a few suitcases and our belongings, and I needed to rebuild and start again. And I suppose that that pivotal moment, I don't know, I call that the universe giving me a big kick up the backside, sure. um, really kind of made me stop and think about what was it that I really wanted to do in all the shame and humiliation and upset and angst and worry and concern and all of those things. Um, it took me a little while to get through all of that. But once I did, um, I just, I needed, well, I didn't really have a choice. I had to sink or swim. I can either wallow in my own self-pity and, and you know, woe is me, or I needed to really kind of start to, to swim and survive because I had my son to look after. So that's what I did. That's huge. I mean, the the, the emotions that are being drawn out of you in the middle of that traumatic time is it's inconceivable actually but at least you have 
your son to think about something even more than just yourself, which <laughs> exactly. is so tough, you know, and we all go through different challenges and we all have different stories that make us want to change. But, you, you know, what I find fascinating with you is that you leave with your six-year-old son, you leave with the suitcases. So what did you do next? And, and I guess my, my main point, which is the part of this conversation, is I want to share what makes, what drives you to do that, which is in, in your case, it seems like yourself, the love for yourself, and more importantly, the love for your, your six-year-old. But yeah. What sort of big, what habits did you, where did you begin? Where did it all start turning in your favor? Where, how did you turn that ship around? Yeah. So I think, I think the case, I think you've nailed it really was, was one. Um, I think I've always had quite a hard work ethic. I think I was brought up with that from my, my parents when I was younger, but I, I, I really loved coaching and I loved helping others. And I thought actually in all of this doom and gloom for myself, how could I genuinely apply my own knowledge? Because at the time I was teaching people to be coaches. I was coaching people. So I had, I did have um, tested methodologies that I could rely on. However, you know, as you know, sometimes it's not always easy um, kind of, you know, kind of practicing what you preach. Um, right. So I really needed to make a strong commitment to myself to kind of, you know, really think about, well, what can I do and how can I do? And I, I knew that I wanted to rebuild my business, which I did. And thankfully, was it a completely new business or was it? Yeah. So it business? was, it was this, it was a, I suppose it was kind of a bit of a hybrid really. So I decided to, I needed to, um, so, so for example, a hundred people basically had paid for coach training courses and they didn't get it because my business had to go into liquidation. My husband left me, he'd been doing a lot of things behind the scenes and I was landed with a 97,000 pound debt also that I needed to pay off. So I needed to work quick. So I reached out to some clients. I shared honestly what had happened with them. I was a bit very embarrassed about that, to be honest, but sure. it's the only thing, you know, I could either get myself a, a, a go back into employment or I could use what I had, my skills and everything that I had built a good reputation up until that point. So I, a client out of the blue three months later said, listen, you know, we'll give you a shot you can come in, our finance guy will interrogate you about your finances and your circumstance. But actually, if we still feel that you can do the work, then you can do some work for us. And that's, so that was my first paid client back in that. But I also honored the those people that had paid and trained for courses. So, so I suppose integrity, belief in myself, to answer your question, and most probably a, just a determination to get myself back on my feet yeah. was kind of, but but more so to do the work that I really strongly believed I should have been doing, which was coaching. Well, I and love the others. word you've got there is a determ the determination to find a way because when, yeah. you know, all of us go through different trials and tribulations through life. And if you're listening to this show, the audience that listens to this show regularly, you know, always looking for practical solutions, always looking for ways to help them move in the direction of their dreams, goals, and desires, whilst helping them heal themselves of any past traumas, but simultaneously giving them the tools to move forward. Mm -hmm. And what I love about your story is that you were really truthful with your clients. And some people get so scared to even just speak their truth. And I like the way that even though it's humiliating, even though you're yeah. nervous, even though you may be anxious, you still spoke your truth which is very empowering, even though yeah. at the time you think, oh, I don't want to. But it's good because that was the client that gave you the chance. Yeah. 
Yeah, they did. And after that came other clients and and I kind of eventually got myself back on my feet. And I, you know, don't get me wrong, it took me it took me 7 years to pay off the debt. And then um you know, I started to re- reach out to I, I suppose in those moments as I was repaying the debt off, I was getting myself back on my feet, getting back to some kind of normality. It was in those moments that I decided then to train myself in becoming a meditation teacher. Um, I'm now um, a Reiki master as well. So energy healer and also work towards my coach mastery and a range of other different qualifications, my Ayurvedic training and so forth, because I really felt that I needed to heal from my past experiences. Um, And I felt that meditation and those more kind of um, well-being approaches to life were, were, were I suppose, complementary to the coaching that I did. But I knew, first of all, that I had to get myself right first before I could then start helping and teaching others doing the same. And so that's, I suppose, from 2010, when I lost everything, up until you know, a decade later, um, was, was really that journey of self-discovery, understanding myself, learning more about myself, developing these new skills through training and, and putting it into practice. And I suppose more than anything else, finding myself again, because I think what I didn't realize until I'd lost everything, I'd not only lost all the materialistic stuff that goes with um, everything that I shared before, but actually I'd lost myself. And that was the biggest realization. And so I spent the last decade, that spent the last 12 years really coming back home to my true self. It's really interesting that you say you lost yourself and then you, you, you lose a relationship and it ends, you lose your business. And the universe works in a really beautiful, sometimes traumatic way for us yeah. so that you let go of the old so you can allow the new to come in. Absolutely. You know, and and during the crisis that you're having, it feels like a crisis. And obviously in Chinese, they have the word crisis and opportunity is, is the yeah. same mm-hmm. meaning in mm-hmm. the symbol. And But when you're going through it, it sure doesn't feel like that. <laughs> it no. doesn't feel like that at all. And and when you're losing yourself, it's because you've given so much of yourself, you've forgotten your own identity of who mm-hmm. you are really underneath yeah. all of that. I mean, when you come into this world, uh, you know, uh, what I like, I know you've been talking about meditation. I was like, the more I've been meditating, which is like every day for 20 years, mm-hmm. I was like, the more, the, the more truths just sort of just go, oh, that's Absolutely. why, that's why, that's why. It's kind of like you get more and more realizations through a faster broadband connection that you have to spirit, mm-hmm. to your higher self, to source energy, to God. You know, the, the, these realizations just come about and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, right, that's the reason why. Because sometimes when you're stuck in a relationship, you give so much of yourself that your only identity is you in the relationship. Mm-hmm. But that's not who you are. That's just a part of you. Absolutely. And sometimes you need to let that go if you're in a relationship because you've forgotten who you are and what you're bringing to the table and bringing to this play, this game of life. Absolutely. So I guess this really leads me to my next question, Gillian, which which I'm fascinated by, and I'm sure the audience are, where did you begin and what practices did you first begin to to put into place for yourself, for your well-being that started to turn the tide, that started just to gently move in the direction mm-hmm. that began the healing process? Yeah. 
So the first thing I actually started to do was to write about my experiences and how I was feeling. So journaling is most probably the phrase that we're familiar with. Uh, But for me, I just got my notebook out and I just used to write down all the things that I was angry about or frustrated about. And I found that actually quite cathartic because it kind of got it out of my body and out of my mind. Um, So, I I mean, I have still, I mean, I must have hundreds of these notebooks upstairs. Um, But I found that really helpful just to kind of start to most probably process actually and digest what had actually happened and what I was going through as I was trying to rebuild. Um, I then got introduced to meditation. Um, it was interesting. I had a bit of a health scare in all of the stress. Um, I had a full-blown asthma That's not attack. a surprise, is it? It's not, <laughs> not really, no. <laughs> it's all connected. You know, the mind and the body yeah. is all connected. So, yeah, it, exactly. understandably. So I was struggling with weight loss because uh, I put through the stress. I got quite a lot of infl- inflammation in my body and I couldn't shift the weight. And so I went to a nutritionist and he said at the end of it, you know, maybe you should try meditation. And then the week after I had this fully blown adult asthma attack and I didn't even have asthma, never had asthma, but that was all caused just due to the stress and the strain of the emotions on the body. And as I left there, the consultant said to me, Oh, have you tried meditation? I was like, right, that's two people within a week. So, um, and then the next day, which obviously is no coincidence, just synchronicity as far as I'm concerned. And same as you most probably, um, Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey's learn to meditate in 21 days kind of came in. So I just was like, well, okay, that's the universe telling me. So meditation. So I then moved into meditation and I learned to meditate myself first. I did that for quite quite a while actually. And then I thought, actually, I'd quite like to teach this. So that's when I trained to become a meditation teacher too. And then that naturally moved on to more interest in um, healing from a Reiki perspective, from energy management. And I I did my level one and level two, and I only just became a Reiki master this year. Um, I felt like I wanted to really learn so much about it and do it properly and honor honor the process of learning about it. So yeah, so became a Reiki master this year with that. And then on the back of that, I also tried different kind of ways of approaching life, I suppose, through Ayurvedic um, approaches to conscious communication, mindful movement. I started to learn yoga. Didn't like yoga to begin with, but now I love yoga, um, but found that quite difficult to begin with just because you needed to quieten the mind and settle and just focus on the breath and and be present. And I think at that time in recovery, I was still finding it difficult to be really fully present. But all of these I suppose Vedic and Eastern philosophies, I would say, um, really helped ground me and gave me a pathway, I would say definitely to a, a much brighter future in terms of fulfillment, happiness, um, health and wellness. It's so important, isn't it? Just, mm-hmm. you know, just listening to you there, I was just thinking it's so important to, to, to sometimes have to get a new perspective because if you yep. keep doing what you're doing, you're always going to get the same results and, Exactly. You know, we often find ourselves running into a brick wall because we haven't shifted. We actually haven't learned anything you knew. We haven't applied no. anything new. And and sometimes when life gives you an upheaval or, you know, throws you out of your house or ends a relationship or, you know, wh- whatever it might be that's going on, it's, it's actually trying to sort of reorientate you or redirect yeah. you in a new way. And yeah. like I said, it's very challenging. We all have it. And if you're listening in right now, I'm sure that there's something going on within your life because no one gets away scot-free because the suffering is the teacher. Exactly. <laughs> and, the, and the suffering, whilst it teaches you, it might not teach you you know, necessarily the way to go, but it teaches you that you don't want to be that person anymore. You want to find a new way. And, and, and it's only through self-education and mm-hmm. self-introspection 
that you can begin to heal and that's what you've done and I know you've written a book and that came out this year as well so tell us a little bit about your book and I'm sure it's about your story but what's the name of your book and tell us a little bit about it thank you so it's coming home a guide to being your true self beautiful Um, title yeah, thank you. So I, I wrote this basically last year. Um, I've always wanted to write something. And obviously I said that I used a lot of journaling at the beginning when I was going yeah. through my transition and, and and getting back on track. Um, so I had kind of a lot of material, I suppose, from 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 then. Um, colourful material, very, very, very colourful. Yes. And obviously needed to be, be kind of, you know, tamed down a little bit. But yeah, there was lots of raw stuff, I would say, and very vulnerable stuff in there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I decided to sit down and, and put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard so to speak and I just thought I'd just see how it go you know how it how it would go and um but the book itself is basically it's a mixture so it's it is I would say a self-help book and the idea that is the reader if they go through each chapter like me so what I've done is I've put my what basically put what I did to get myself basically to come home to my true self um I, I put the, the process in, in practice basically through the book. And so each chapter introduces the reader to the next steps that you need to take to come home for, to your true self. Because I do think after my own experience, when I started to research into, you know, I knew from my own clients and everything, but and deeper research that so many of us kind of get disconnected. We get lost along the way for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be the big life-changing thing like happened to me it just could be a smaller incident or or small t trauma as they call it but but you know we all have experiences where we disconnect and I think for me that I believe that our journey in life is to arrive back home to our true self and and I think the sooner we can do it the better because of you know we all get conditioned we all have experiences in life that do take us out of who we truly are and we end up playing roles and we self-sabotage and we have self-limiting beliefs and all things like that. And our belief systems sometimes don't serve us very well. And the whole purpose of writing this book was really to have it as a roadmap for people to learn how they can walk themselves back home to their true self. Just out of interest, I mean, you know, you had your experience, which never really leaves you, but did the book feel like it was cathartic whilst you were writing it? Did it feel like it was healing yourself again? Or was it feeling like you'd... You'd already healed a little, and you're just taking the bandaid off and open the wound again. What, what you know? What, what's that oh, like yeah. to somebody? Because when you're writing, it, it can feel very great to be creative, but you, you're accessing those feelings and memories again and again. And it, yep. you know, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I think your first um, question around was it cathartic? I would say yes, it was. I think for me, what it helped me do actually is really understand. Um, I think I'd been processing throughout that decade, throughout those 10 years, but actually when I put it all together in the pieces as the book is now laid out, um, one, I think actually it's a celebration of the journey. Um, and I was quite proud of that because I don't think it actually really acknowledged for me personally the the steps I had taken and what I had done and how my life had significantly changed for the better. Um, so I think that was a very uh, rewarding and enriching experience. But I also felt I learned a lot about myself by writing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and obviously there's different versions you know the first version was just kind of everything was all out and it was was very raw and and most probably not appropriate to share fully with that you know not I mean I've, I've been very honest in my books I'm a very honest person but I think there's some things that you just don't go into the too much nitty-gritty but you give the flavor of it and I think you know working with the editors of the the publishing house and things it, they they were really helpful because that process of just getting it down on paper and then making it readable so other people can enjoy it. I think that in itself was a really big lesson to learn as well. Um, so I found it very rewarding. And it's interesting. I just was down in London last week um, recording the audio book. And, right. yeah, um, yeah. and it's interesting. Here's, here's a reveal now for you that I was noticing that when I was talking about the stories and my experiences that, you know, the, the, the experiences that I had in the, the book, not just the, the teaching of the self-help and the methodologies and so forth, um, I was noticing last week when I was reading that, that I was stammering a little bit more and getting a little bit more kind of emotional when I was reading it again. And so, so I think I would say that I'm not sure that the healing journey ever finishes. Yeah. I think this was probably, yeah, yeah, it just evolves. I've noticed that, you know, our memories create emotion yeah. and that's what makes us human. You know, we, we can look back on some of the good times. We look back on some of the tough times and where things have gone, you know, sour or been challenging or been traumatic in some way but they those are the bits that you begin to appreciate where you are now but they wouldn't have made you without those those experiences and I, no. I, I love how you've mentioned that because you, you you're always in a state of healing yeah um, you're always healing your body's always changing your mind's always changing there's always something new to focus on you know there's always something up <laughs> And there's always something that's always going well, but where you're giving your attention to. But those are the bits. I love the way that you said you'd look back on it and thought you were proud of yourself and, and how yeah. far you'd come. Because I think that anybody who would read Gillian's book, Coming Home, which I'm so excited to read, by the way, and I'm in the middle of writing my book as well. Good. And, um, and it's very interesting to just go, when you've got a roadmap, it makes you feel as though someone's holding your hand. And that's what you do. And and talk to us a little bit about your coaching, because I know you have, uh, you've got your own podcast as well, and yeah. you've got your own coaching. And who are the types of people that you help and, you know? Yeah, so uh, it's a real, it, yeah, it's a real mix. I mean, I tend to do a lot of wellness stuff now um, around um, kind of integrating well-being into just your daily routine, rather it just being something that you, it's an additional thing to do. So I do a lot of like, I suppose, transformational coaching where we look at the whole person and work holistically with that person taking them from where they are now to where they would like to be I do a lot I do you know I work with men and women but I would say that most probably at the moment I've got more female clients than the male clients at the moment um, and when I'm working with females you know a lot of it is all around um, helping them rediscover their true voice and so I'm doing a lot of that helping people find their true self and also um, find their purpose not necessarily in terms of having to be a you know, a, a, you know, a doctor or a nurse or, a, you know, a lawyer or anything like that in life. It's more around helping find purpose in the things that they do. So how they're living their lives so that they live a more purposeful life. So that's, that tends to be what I do. I do a little bit of corporate work as well. And that's great helping leaders because also in, in that's your background. Roles, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's you know, but le- yeah, exactly. But leaders, you know, they don't always have use their true voice either. And that sense of really allowing them or helping them understand how they can fully show up 
in their organization, in their role as their true self, not the not the person who is comparing and contrasting to others. You, you mentioned and touched on the word leadership. Mm-hmm. When you're a leader, it really feels as though sometimes you're out on a limb by yourself because everybody's looking up to you. So if there are any leaders, whether you're in a corporate world, you've got your own business, whether you're running your own business or you're, you know, you know, the head of the family. If you were to say one thing to a leader to help them feel connected again, when, when, you know, like everyone's looking to them and they're not connected for a moment because we all get cloudy. What would you say to a leader? Yeah, I, I would encourage anyone actually to go to their place of knowing, because I think when we're lost, we go to our head or our heart and our head will tell us one thing because you know, we have what, 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. We make 35,000 decisions a day. So our thoughts never stop. Um, and our thoughts can cloud our judgment. Um, we, they, they become very much perceptions rather than the, the reality and the truth. And our heart can always cloud our judgments because we, you know, our heart can protect us. Our ego comes into play in terms of keeping us safe and small and protected um, because we don't want to get hurt and we don't necessarily always want to show our vulnerability. But if we go to our place of knowing, which is, I would say, is in your deepest part of your belly, you could call it connected to source as you did before, um, but connecting to that deeper sense of who you truly are. What do you know about yourself in this moment? Then for me, that's been, I think that's a good place to start. It's a lovely, yeah, very nice. Because we all have an inner knowing, but whether we access it or not in the exactly. right times and when you need to, yeah, that, that's a skill. And that's something that I know that you do with your coaching. So if that's yeah. something that someone who's listening in needs to, to, to find and discover a little bit more, yeah. uh, make sure you reach out to Gillian. Gillian, it's been really, really enjoyable speaking with you. And I could go on speaking with you for a lot more, but I want to read your book and you know see your structure and your process because I'm a very I love processes I love practical things because that's what helped me heal on my journey from mm-hmm. drinking and and be, you know I had a glamorous lifestyle being in the modeling industry but all that pain and that feeling there I was like you know trying to hide these emotions of insecurity mm-hmm. and lack of confidence low self-esteem once you find that which you've been talking about that real inner known within your belly then you kind of spring back into who you are and it might take a few months, might even take a few years, but you know what? It will return. And with that will the lesson and the strength and the resilience and and you'll be so proud of yourself. So just wanted to say, Gillian, thank you so much for being on the podcast and the show today. And where could people find you if they wanted to, you know, get in contact with you for work or, or just find out more about your book. Yeah, and absolutely. So yeah, so the book's on Amazon if you want to get it, but alternatively, you can find me on Instagram at The Master Coach, where you'll be getting lots of tips, tools, and techniques on how to help transform or change your lives. But alternatively, you can reach out onto my website, which is www.fullcircleglobal.com. Fantastic. And I'll have all the links here for, for you guys, for, for you to be able to check out Gillian's magnificent work and make sure you, you get her book because I know that there'll be some practical tips and processes for you on your journey. Gillian, thank you so much. This thank week's you. Super Soul Model, Gillian McMichael. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. And if you've enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review wherever you can. Once again, Thank you for being part of this beautiful community.